Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by actress Sarah Tomko to talk about her new film, Suicide for Beginners. The film is currently available on VOD. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey, Sarah, how are you today? Hi, Chris. I'm great. Nice to see you. You as well. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to. Thank you. Um, So I'm sitting down to watch Suicide for Beginners last night, and I had this expectation, or I guess a hope, that it would scratch this itch as a child of the 80s, that there were a lot of dark comedies that were made in a certain vein that I haven't really seen many of since then. Um, Things like The Burbs, War of the Roses, these movies that were very common. Heathers, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Um, We don't see them like that anymore. And I was really hoping this would hit that. And really, I think within the first 45 seconds of the movie, when I see this child injured in a way that most people would pull back from, (laughs) that this movie was definitely not going to pull punches. And I knew at the very least it was going to be a swing for the fences. And I think it really did connect. And I I really, Oh, that's great, Chris. Thank you. You're so right though. That is so the genre that we're in sort of a deranged comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not, not for, not for the faint of heart, those that are easily offended or put off and, but the movie is a, like a lot of those actually does have a pretty warm heart at its demented center. Um, as long as you get past that and kind of accept these characters on face value, but it is a really fun ride to get there. What was it that attracted you to this particular film? You know, we did this, uh, I want to say like eight years ago. So at the time, oh, I wow. Was, yeah. At the time, it's Craig who directed it. He's been working on it for over a decade. It's mm-hmm. something that was his baby from the start. And he started with a short, tried to get funding for a feature, finally got funding, but then there were some hiccups. And so whatever, la-di-da, now we're here. That's how sometimes it goes with projects in the industry. So at the time I was, you know, not, I don't want to say a nobody, but I was a nobody, <laughs> you know, I was still trying to make it. I was grinding, trying to like get into any project I could that was of worth and meaning to me. And I saw this breakdown of this woman um, who's really strong and sassy and vulnerable. Um, And it just seemed like such a fun concept for a film. And it was also going to be shot in North Carolina. And I have really a ton of family in South Carolina. So I thought, what a dream to be able to like book a role and then on the weekends be able to like see my family. Cause yeah. you know, when you're in LA, it's so hard, it's so far away. So um, I did, I remember doing the self tapes in my parking lot of my apartment because I didn't have anywhere in the, in the apartment that actually like didn't have noise because mm-hmm. of people. So I was in the parking lot. I'm sure some of my neighbors saw me and they were like, what the hell is this chick doing? But I had to do it myself because I didn't have anyone that could, um, uh, do the, do the like reading with me. Yeah. So I recorded the lines and then like played the recording and then talked back to my own recording so that I could like self tape the audition. I mean, it was like jankity, you know, (laughs) it's like, but Craig saw something in me and he always thought he was, he was a big believer in my work and, and it was, I booked it and it was so fun that, that what mostly attracted me was just, you know, the independent film, the fact that it, she's a, you know, again, a strong, but vulnerable woman. And then I got to go to North Carolina. So pretty cool all around. 
Well, I knew and I assumed right away um, with Sid Haig being in this film that this is something that had been filmed a couple of years ago, obviously, at that point. Yes. Um, I didn't realize it had been that long before that, just with him yes. in the past in the last couple of years. Like, this is his <laughs> last sure, film, I guess. I'm sure it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he is. I, I hope he got to see it. You know, I, I I don't know if he did. I'm so grateful that we got to be in one of his final works of art. He's an incredible, uh, you know, he has a wonderful, like long list of, of the, of the career. But what was lovely is you expect him to be like some of the characters he portrays, which are very aggressive and in your face. And he's just this gentle giant. He had the best stories. Um, and he like, he served margaritas to the whole crew (laughs) on the last day he was there. He came in with his own trailer like a badass. I mean, he was just, it was so cool to be able to work with him. And um, we were sad to hear of his passing, but we were so grateful to have some of his final work in the can. Well, and it's one of those ones where you look back and it's, it's always sad when somebody passes, but you look at how long his career was and how long and how joyous he seemed to be with everybody that ever worked with him just spoke so highly of him. It's just one of those things where you know, if you can live 80 of those years, that that's a life well lived for sure. Yeah, agreed. agreed. And then what, what are you feeling like now with that separation of this is such a long time ago when this process started and now it's coming out? Are you able to look at this objectively or do you kind of have that, that thing that I look back at my older work and it, it's not unlike looking at high school poetry that was written in a trapper keeper <laughs> where it's just fucking embarrassing. <laughs> so I never wanted to see one a day. I have that too. I, I, I get you there. Um, I have to say I was very surprised when I heard from Craig, because as an actor, you sort of get used to doing things and then never seeing them see the light of day. Sure. Um, mainly because it's like I was saying, it's so hard to get things really, um, funded in this town with, without being a name yourself. So the fact that Craig was doing this from the groundwork up and we were all just, we were all kind of starting out in our career. Um, we didn't, we didn't know. And at the time I remember he had opportunities to distribute it sooner, but it wasn't, an, it wasn't good enough. And I really, I admired him for holding on until wow. it was right. You know, like yeah. he knew what was right for his film and he didn't, he didn't just take the first yes. He was like, not, that's not good enough. I'm going to wait till it's good enough. And so now it's good enough. He's got some, he's, he's got what he wants, which is so great. Um, but as far as me seeing it, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm a baby. It's <laughs> like, I, I feel in some ways it's really amazing. Cause it really captures that time in my life. Sure. Um, you know, it, it is like you were saying, reading high school poetry, it's like nostalgia the minute I see it, I have all these memories of things that happened there at the beach house on set, you know, in North Carolina. And um, I actually have a really vivid memory of, of meeting up with my grandmother, who's now passed, while I was shooting that film. So I have these, these connections to that that, I, that I'm so grateful for. And I just hope that people find it as intriguing and, and delightful as we did making it, you know? Oh, the the movie is fun as hell. This is a yeah. It, it, there, there's it was right away. I was on board with this thing, and it's something that 
I think we need more of this. It's pure escapism. It's fun, but it's yeah. never <sighs> insulting to the audience. So, and there's not, I, I don't know why there's not more films like this, but it's something that it's pretty unique now and you don't see things in this sort of vein. And it's, yeah, it's sorely, sorely missing right now. I'm glad he waited for now because this is a, it feels like a perfect time to have kind of this, um, yeah. this, this palate cleanser, if that makes sense. I, I completely agree. I think he did a good job just holding tight. <laughs> and then, can you talk a little bit about the chemistry here? Because it's really you and Will, the at the center of this film, you have to have a very unique chemistry that I think that might it could easily veer too much into a cutesy romantic side or too aggressive. You kind of have to play with this balance throughout the whole film so that you're pulled along in the story. And I think that yeah. you, you guys, that this is a performance piece above all else. You're not leaning into special effects or um, right. camera trickery. It's really the relationship. No, we did everything ourselves. I yeah. did that rocking of the chair and the fall over yeah. and the scoot, the scoot to get the glass. That was yeah. all me. <laughs> like, but that's the, you know, that's just another, another story. But, but as far as the chemistry with Will, Will's a really, really kind actor. He's really wonderful about listening and, and playing off of you when you're in a scene with him. So um, we had a lot of fun with those scenes, but, you know, mostly for me, it's just about listening because I'm just sitting there, not, not able to talk hands tied behind my back. And the challenge really was about the eyes and us really looking at each other and, you know, what's interesting for Mia, I think she starts to, it's, it's easy at first for her to be really angry about what's happening, but as the, the story goes on, she starts to feel bad for him. And she, she really understands that the only way to really get into his good graces is to kind of talk with him a little bit, flirt even like a little bit so that she can get, she can get close enough to like you know, get out of there. And, um, I think, especially when you see the scene where he's stringing her up over the bed, um, there's such vulnerability there that at that point she's, she's devastated. Um, and I think it's really interesting the chemistry that they have even then, because he's just so gone. And again, it's, it's, it's with our eyes. We had to do a lot of communicating, um, and I think that that was, that was wonderful for us. I think we just had a really fun time playing with one another and, um, you know, just being in this uh, deranged setting and, and Will got to do so much playfulness with this character. I mean, he's the one that is like so layered, yeah. you know, Mia's just sort of, it's happening to her. And so she has to kind of take things in in some ways it's similar to Asta on Resident Alien. There's so much happening around her that she just has to kind of take it in. And there's a lot of reactions and processing happening. So um, I guess maybe I just have a thing for, <laughs> for <laughs> women being in vulnerable situations, having to like process. <laughs> well, you, you, and you kind of nail that right there. I think that what's so intriguing about this character is that you have, you're playing this so small and reserved and it is all in your eyes because you're not able to lean into the, the physicality and other sides of it. And the performance, it's so subtle at times that it would almost, I would imagine if you're in the room, because you're, if you're standing five feet away from this, you wouldn't pick up on when it's right there on your face, yes. um, how small some of these moves are. Did you ever feel like you weren't doing enough in that moment? Or is it something where you're trusting 
that the way that it, the, the shot set up and um, that you'll be able to pick up what you're doing on a very small level? That's a really great question. Um, I guess two part answer here. Number one, when I was in high school in theater, I remember thinking that intimately about my characters and feeling sort of alien other people not thinking that deep, you know, about their stuff and me realizing the sentiment of even the smallest eyebrow flicker, you know? So I always knew that film was a great home for me because it's great at zooming in and capturing what you're talking about. Um, And then the second part of the question is, or, or my answer would be that my husband, who's also a filmmaker, he, He tells me all the time, if you walked away and you felt like you did nothing, then you did it exactly right. Because you really shouldn't put much on it. I think it's really easy for actors in our industry to indicate it's a killer, you know, where you're like, I'm angry, I'm indicating. But like, it's, it's actually amazing how much, if you just relax and the stillness of relaxing into it, that anger can come through in so many different ways, especially with the eyes. Um, You know, we don't all, everybody has their moments in their gigs where they indicate, you know, you always catch it as an actor. You're like, Oh, too much indication. But when you can really like sit back and just let it wash over you, it's so powerful. So I, you know, I didn't feel like I didn't do enough. It was more about like really sitting into that chair and allowing myself to just be tied up and listening, just listening to him. See, and that's something that you hear over and over again, but I think it's very difficult to take that advice to just listen when you're in that moment. Sure. Um, that was, you know, if I needed what you just said to me 20 years ago when I was yeah. attempting to act and everything was to the back of the house in the theater. Of course. And it was, so big, so big. Well, and that's it the was... thing, like, that's where you get into the variation of theater versus film, um, you know, live versus yeah. edited, uh, and um, and then even film versus TV. There True. is there, they're all even and then even TV versus commercial or whatever. Like there's there's a different beast that you're that you're challenged by in every aspect of the industry. And you're right, like you were learning as a theater kid to hit the back of the wall. And that's important because if you don't, they can't hear you. They don't know what you're saying. And you do have to stand a certain way, three quarter and don't break that fourth wall. And, you know, you have to have certain positions, but then you start to realize as you get closer to the camera (laughs) that you really got to reconnect with body and realize that it's so intimate. I remember at the beginning of my career, I kept getting the note, you're moving too much. Mm-hmm. To the point where <laughs> I um, harassed the casting director for Twilight because I just I just was like I have to be the werewolf girl. <laughs> uh, I think I think her name's Leah. I, I can't remember. I have to be the werewolf girl because I'm the werewolf girl. You know, I I sent so many headshots to that office and finally it actually worked. My persistence. He called me in. But I was so terrified, number one, that I finally got called in. And number two, I had just been told this note, you move too much, like calm down, that I ended up like stiff arming the audition. And I was just like, I was just (laughs) ahead. I would like barely move. That's also not okay. Like, look how much I'm moving impulsively now. I talk with my hands. Like, 
there is a truth to like, there's a balance between hitting that back wall and also being intimate and doing a little bit of both, depending on what your particular genre is. You know, I think that's why I like film the most because you can be so intimate and just the flicker of an eyebrow can be so mean so much. Um, but man, do I miss live theater and like TV's a different, it's just a different pace and commercial. Oof. I mean, let me tell you, commercial actors are like a godsend. I have tried, I have tried to do commercial acting. Absolutely not. I cannot wrap my head around it. <laughs> they asked me once to show my hands. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was just so green, you know, like yeah. they just were like, get out of here. You're wasting our time. <laughs> oh, and, and, and that's, an, that's an acting genre that like nobody thinks about. They just see it and they're like, whatever. I had to explain to my mom once yeah, that's someone's like, someone's mom is really proud that that commercial just hit the television. Yeah. And my mom was like, oh yeah, those are actors. Cause you don't think about it. <laughs> No. Anyway, we went on a tangent. We no, it sounds no. like Chris, we could go on a tangent like for a, about acting for a while, but that to me is, you know, you're right. There is a stillness that I don't think we're taught at a young age as actors that I really, you know, I thought I understood, but when I met my husband, he's really he, he's an acting coach and that's something he really taught me. And after starting to work with him, that's when I started booking stuff. So I feel like stillness is the way to go. And I, I know this isn't um I was just looking through your the notes for this interview, and I mentioned that you and your husband you're working on a horror film that you're going to put together for next Speaking year. Can horror. you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big horror nerd. That's my that's my genre for sure. So, ah, uh, cool. What are you guys working um, on? We'll have to reach out to you and be like, hey, when yes. we're ready, we, you can interview us. Um, we're doing an art house horror film. Okay. Um, I guess the the closest film I think that would be similar would be like The Witch that just came sure. out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to compare it to any other film, but it's very much, you know, we love um, bringing a picture to life in stillness, uh, yeah. sort of like a, a moving art piece. And so it's going to be all about the suspense of slow movements, um, the light versus the shadow. And this woman who is sort of stuck inside of herself and struggling after having a baby to understand um, how she's connected to that child and this entity that shows up sort of knocking on the door, asking, may I have that said baby? <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. So, what a great idea. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. It's going to be exploring depression, postpartum, <laughs> you know, mental health, um, exploring just the, the shadow side, the shadow mm -hmm. self. Um, and we're really looking forward to finding the location more than anything, because the location of the house that she's in is just as much of a character as anyone else, it, it, you know, those slow pushes and the windows and the creaking and all mm -hmm. that. So it's going to be suspenseful and artistic because that's what my husband loves to do. And I'm going to help him produce it. And I'm going to play Leona, the, uh, the lead, it'll be so exciting, but I think we're, we're planning on doing it next year. That's the, the goal. Fingers crossed. Cause anything that can get people talking about postpartum depression, that's, 
it's important. It's something's very yeah. real. My wife had it's that, real uh, and first. people don't talk about um, it enough. And yeah. She felt very isolated in a lot of the feelings she was having. And anything that can, I think horror is great. Horror is great for that, for talking about deeper conversations through a genre and that you can have yeah. open discussions through that. It's a very um interesting community that I think is often short-sighted in what they're willing to discuss and take in. And I think that high-minded horror is always, always welcome, especially with something like that. So I'm excited yeah. for that, but yeah, well, so, we'll be in touch. I'll reach out to you. When no, we're seriously. Ready to finally talk about it more. Please do. And I am definitely recommending suicide for beginners to people. This is a great little awesome. film. I had so much fun with this. Um, and I, I know where we've definitely gone over the time at this point, but I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to do this. And I'm definitely excited to see anything else that's coming down the pike next. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Sarah. It was Love a pleasure to you, to meet you and your wife. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down Wish me luck, give me hope
My boy's cracked.